Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This week, I wanted to let everyone know that we just finished book one on our Bestow Curse podcast. So please go listen to that if you haven't already. It is an awesome time, and you'll get to listen to us complete the entirety of book one of Curse of the Crimson Throne all in 2E. It was really good. Also, just a reminder, it is a brand new month, and that means if you want to go ahead and sign up for our Patreon, or if you are already on our Patreon, there is a community night, a drunken discordily, and a live zone of truth still to come up this month. So go ahead and join and join in on the fun when these things come up this month. And if you join now, you can be part of the vote to decide what we do on community night too. And so you get an extra bit of fun while deciding what we do. That's everything for this week, so I'm going to go ahead and welcome you into episode 212, I Owe a Day to Remember. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 212. We got a group drink. Guys, I'm not sure how to feel about this one. Usually I'm pretty optimistic and happy about the group drinks, but um, Emily, what, what do we got here? We have a very simple drink this week. It is suggested by Fez. It's called uh, Diaper Stripe. And Great it, name off the rip. Yep. Has a lovely image <laughs> associated with it. Oh, no. So this drink is a Yoohoo mixed with one shot of spiced rum. And when you shake it up, it's supposed to... Uh, the chocolate's supposed to kind of settle out and like streak on the container, which Ugh. I mixed mine up in just a glass because we couldn't find plastic bottles. The chocolate is definitely separating out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But it's not really sticking much. That'd be interesting if, uh, if Steve could have found a CUHU, but I feel like I'm getting thrown under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Despite so the fact that I walked in and said, sorry, I couldn't find you who I got chocolate milk instead. And Haley said, thank God. <laughs> so don't throw me under the bus for not finding a you. Everyone was happy about who it. Who knows if it could be, if it, what it, what could have been. Let's give this a try. It smells bad. Uh, hellacious. It smells really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I put, I put a, a little I'm bit getting, of cold brew in mine. And I tell you what, my diaper stripe is just a little bit darker, yeah. and it's lovely. Got a, got a nice thin brown line there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we put enough chocolate milk in there where it kind of masks everything else. It smells worse than it tastes, but Correct. it mm-hmm. tastes kind of crappy. I mean, I mean it's, like, good, it's like chocolate but... milk with the, hmm, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good description of this. Uh-oh. So it's a little bit off. This actually, this, you know, this, this cow was drunk. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> tastes very similar. Um, 
one time when we were in college, Griffin decided to make an alcoholic beverage. Uh, but also I was I like wanted a milkshake or something at the same time or hot chocolate, one of the two. And but we were in college, and so we were using obviously everything was kind of cheaper. And so and the proportions weren't always good because it was college, so you usually did more alcohol than necessary. That is what this tastes like. That it might it literally tastes like a you know, I got these things in the fridge. I kind of want both of them. Why not put them together? <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, that's I, like. I had a not dissimilar experience in college where I was pre-gaming the bars on like a Thursday night with a couple of my buddies. And we're like, oh, what do we want to drink? What do we even have in the house? And it was like, ah, uh, got vodka. What can we mix this with? Oh, nothing really good. I guess we could throw it in the blender with some ice cream and have like a... Uh, mm-hmm. Like a like a boozy vodka in there uh, though, boozy milkshake. Yeah, especially and uh, then we all had crippling stomach cramps. (laughs) (laughs) Really caught up to you fast. Yeah, the the walk to the bar was just (laughs) awful because it was it was a considerable distance to get there, and then it was just a not not enjoyable night. Like. Nobody even really got drunk. It was just like, uh, I don't feel good. <laughs> you just have milkshake slusher. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. That's the vodka she squirts. I yeah, mean, it was uh, rough. Have you guys ever had like alcoholic milkshakes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a mudslide. They're delicious. Yeah. When made right, yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. It's just I the reason why I distinctly bring up the college time, because Griffin's made alcoholic milkshakes for me now, but like we aren't in college. Okay, okay. As better. long as yeah, in college you're like vodka will work, yeah. and uh, <laughs> when you actually make them, you're like probably Kahlua, like uh, some sort of Irish mm-hmm. cream will work. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, one of my favorite was Fruit Loops vodka and like uh, breakfast cereal milkshake. Oh Ooh. boy! Oh sure, that sounds good. Rum chata too. Mm, That's yeah, kind of yeah, like chata. cinnamon toast crunch. Rum chata was in there too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That'll give you that breakfast cereal experience. Yeah. Made correctly, you can do some sort of milk base in an alcoholic beverage. That should be that should be a segment <laughs> uh where we um we only make milk based drinks. Mm, uh and we call it Big Mommy Milkers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was on the fence, but yeah, I'm all in now. Yeah, I'm I'm in for this. <laughs> You know, instead of the seltzer reviews we do on Zona Truth, we just do a... Today's segment's called Big Mommy Milkers. Right, four, four milk-based alcohol beverages. Get ready for an awful episode after that. <laughs> yeah. Hope you brought your lactate. Oh, man. Well, um, I think we have to roll off, don't we? We do. We do. A new yeah. round. Wow. New round, new me. All right, boys. All right, let's, let's keep the boys' streak alive. Uh oh. Okay, boys' streak is probably still safe. Uh oh. He's got laugh. He's laughing. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! I, we them boys, but I rolled a three. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Three oh. them boys. Three them boys. I got a seven. I got a five. Eight. Fourteen. Hey, you know what that means, guys. Oh. Give him a big mommy milker drink. <laughs> Let me see those big mommy milkers. Cause this bad boy thirsty. Give him a big mommy milk drink. Oh, give him that milk mustache. 
That dirty milk oh, mustache man. of his. <laughs> be drinking that till the cows come home. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> it's going to be utterly disappointing if the boys don't win. Utterly? Utterly disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> uh, okay, well, when last we left our heroes, they had entered into a combat with some invisible foes and it turns out that those foes were invisible stalkers denizens of the plane of air they were after one thing and that's their buddy who was trapped inside of gem that was in possession of the witch that the party had defeated but was then given to uh our buddy quinley Matumbe, having learned their language in a burst of insight after about put, five minutes <laughs> prior, after putting on his hat of intelligence plus six or headband of intelligence plus six, was able to broker a peace. And the two groups discussed how they could help one another. The huge air elemental was released from the gem in a way that didn't destroy the gem, and so he was not sent back to the plane of air. And he is there to assist the party as well. Finally, the invisible stalkers showed the group what appears to be a library and they pointed out a book that the witches had been using it was a spell book with a bunch of information on blood magic that seemed to be from some sort of bloat mage Um, they also found a skeleton that was almost fully intact in here aside from its skull and expertly deduced that that might be the remains of Uthi now the party has to figure out what they're going to do. So that's where we find you. All right. So uh, one one thing I've noticed, we need to run through the re- remaining rooms as fast as possible just so that I can continue to see invisible creatures because I have a time limit on that. Mm. Yeah. Notably, uh, everybody kind of has a time limit because some people in the group, uh, who knows who, might start suffering from the poison that they drank. <laughs> Uh, Could be any of us. Could be any of you. Could be anyone. Could be any of you. Uh, But you know that has uh, between a one and four hour onset. Did you roll? I did roll. Oh, fun. Okay. I I didn't tell you what I rolled, but I did roll. That's fine. So we need to start running through rooms, but also I got to give these invisible stalkers a plan. Yeah. So last time it was discussed that you might want them to scout for you in the basement and you might want them to search for this missing skull to potentially use as leverage or to destroy it yourselves. What exactly do you want them to do? Scout the downstairs? We could ask them to scout and then go look for the skull once they figure out what's going on down there and we can keep searching on this floor up here. I feel like that would be more valuable just so that you can go into those rooms with the invisibility that much quicker. All right, cool. Okay, so these guys are going to go down and scout while you bop through the rooms up here, and uh, you'll wait for them up here, and then they'll, um, you know, hopefully be back with information. Yeah. And I, okay. do, I do think we should take a little bit of time to heal as well before we get too far. Okay, now this is where... If you're using wand charges, I want you to keep track of how much time. Uh, because if it's like, if it's something like 10 minutes, we got to know. Um, at this point, I'm going to say you're about uh, 20 minutes up here, having gone through this blood mage or this bloat mage's book, having brokered this piece, uh, having 
dispelled this uh, elemental gem and having fought these guys. It's been about 20 minutes. Yes. All right. How much healing do you need? My characters aren't really down. Likewise. 29. Ooh, I need, uh, let's see here, pretty close to 60. Ooh. And then Quinley needs some as well, right? No, Quinley was good. I thought Quinley got attacked because he had the gem. Um, he may have, but I have him at full health. Um, <laughs> he might have got attacked, but I don't track <laughs> Quinley's health because he's not allowed to die. Nah. He doesn't hit. He, he doesn't do any. Harm don't harm it. Don't do anybody. It's really no harm to a foul if I leave him on the. <laughs> I have sixty healed, so that implies to me that I burned twelve charges on Quinley last episode at some point. Okay. Did you burn them while we were going through the? I must have. Oh, and I guess that would would be the same for Air Bear. Well, you would need someone to cast it on you. Yeah, that's true. Oh, same with I guess Quinley. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we okay. can certainly do that. We can certainly do those in the same breath. So you needed twelve, uh, which would have been what, like thirty-ish healing. You're using a light. Yeah. So that we can then take care of Emily's character. You take care of Emily's at the same time. So Uska uh, would be healed to full by that, and then you would just need another. Um, I could also. I don't know. I've got. I've got six cure seriouses left for the day. If you want to use that, it's going to cut your time in half, uh, but it's really only like five minutes to get everyone to full, it seems like. Okay. Even with air bears, the 60. 60 is going to take twice as long as, as that, so 24 rounds, which would be like two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. As long as you have the charges for it, so you're marking all the charges off. Yeah, I've got I've got wands over here. What was the, what was the total that you needed, Brooks? 61. Uh, all right, you're gonna get sixty. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. You gotta be a little, uh, a little judicious with these things. Yeah. So it's been. So it's been five more minutes. So twenty-five minutes. So. Twenty-five minutes. All right. Eclipse is gonna go to the door that we see. Okay, that door you see in front of you. You tested. It is not locked. Opened. Okay, you open it up. What do I see with my special eyes and echolocation? <laughs> with your echolocation, you don't see anything moving. Oh, okay. But does she hear anything moving? She doesn't hear anything moving. Okay. This appears to be a study. There's a pair of large windows that look out upon a terrace. Seems like this is a pretty quiet place because it's surrounded by uh, walls and it's a almost interior room aside from the terrace. Okay. But it's empty and it doesn't look heavily used. Is there anything obvious on the terrace if I look out this window? Uh, if you look out the window, make a perception check. Okay. Natural one. Mm. Nothing obvious. Okay, Coolio. Uh, moving on, since there's nothing out there. So uh, there's another two doors over here. Oh, well, let's just do a quick detect magic around this room. <laughs> I don't want to be walking away, cash on the table. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense, yeah. Now, Haley's pretty gung-ho about uh, walking away, cash on the table. No kidding. You can go through this as fast as you want. You're going to be here as long as I, I want until the guys come from downstairs. I don't have detect magic, so... Okay, so Matsumbe is detecting magic in the room. Mm-hmm. Matsumbe, you don't detect magic in here either. All right. All right. Then I'll open these double doors. Okay. In here, there's a massive canopy bed that dominates the chamber. Okay. Next to a comfortable seating area centered around an ornate rug. Twin dressers sand on either side of the bed, and paintings of the Ustalavic countryside hang on the southern wall. 
uh, man, does this look rich? Does this look like even even mundane things would be good to steal? I mean, it does look rich. Uh, make me a perception check. 26 for Eclipse. I'm gonna have rune roll. 47 for Matumbe. Oh, okay. 27. Oh, nice job. Matumbe, you see uh, those paintings of the Slavic countryside mm-hmm. appear to be offset from the wall a little further than you would expect. <gasps> Eclipse! Stop in your haste! You have moved right past these obviously strange paintings. <laughs> so there's one on either side of the bed here. All right, so I'll go to the other side. And uh, is this like a? If I open them, can I open you, them? Is that like a? Is that what you mean? Or are they uh, interior? If you go to open it, it falls off the wall. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> revealing a secret door. Ah. Okay. Very cool. Let's go. What's what's behind the secret door? Behind the secret doors, there are uh, sturdy, if Spartan, beds, dressers, and tables with with kind of a single chair in each room. Uh, They appear to be guest rooms. Uh, However, you do find a coffin here. uh, Several, in fact. Um, Three coffins. One small. Ah, I was going to say, is there a child-shaped coffin? Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird to me that you would want a secret door into your uh, guest room, but well, that is what it is, huh? Yeah. So, Herbert Matumbe walked into the other painting. Was that one open Yes, yet? this one has two coffins in it. The other one has one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the small coffin alone? No. The small coffin is with one of the other larger coffins. Okay. Eclipse would like to open the coffin, the singular one that's here with uh, Uska, Rune, and Eclipse. Okay. You open the singular coffin. Oh, shoot. I should have gotten a steak ready. Yeah. There's nothing inside. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe you, you, you know what? Uh, we didn't know. see that. But so. it's a coffin mimic. I moved the encounter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not. It was a stupid encounter. Yeah. Don't at, don't at me. Air Bear right. is very cautious around the coffin in the other room and uh, would certainly want everyone to be up around if it were to be opened. Okay. All right, you baby. <laughs> you you got to slow down with this gung-ho <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Try to speed run this book. <laughs> Haley knows that Opal's in book six, and she's just really trying to get there. <laughs> Again, book six, no matter what, I win. That's what I've learned, um, and so now I'm excited. All right, well, let's you all let's enter the room. Do yeah. the same thing. Pop these coffins open, whichever ones remain. With stakes, with stakes. at the ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more empties. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, but you know, you're you're relatively certain this would be Kiss's coffin, mm-hmm. the yeah. little one. You should leave her a note. All right. Matumbe's going to start writing a note. Daddy's home. (laughs) (laughs) It is I, Matumbe. Are you going to write it like on the inside of her coffin? Daddy was here. Scratch it in. Yeah, on the inside of the lid. So when she lays down, she was looking right up at it. Yep. It's a poorly drawn self-portrait. Yes. (laughs) Two, Two stick figures holding hands. All right. Okay. Uh, in each of those rooms, you did see uh, two doors 
uh, there were doors to the south, and then in the eastern room there was a door to the east, and in the western room there was a door to the west. And if we open them? If you open them. If you open them instead of placing yourself halfway across the map, Haley, I'm gonna I'm gonna limit your movement. Don't you dare! <laughs> Put okay. some hard limits I on this map. One. You open one. <laughs> Leads out to the hallway. You remember seeing these doors? Yep. That's what I knew, Griffin. Is it what you knew? Yeah. Okay, then let's just go around this hallway. Clearly, this is going to just wrap around itself. Yep, it wraps around to a set of double doors that you remember seeing in the initial bedroom. Okay. Bam, bam. Doors are open. So we have... Do we have the entire No. second floor? No, there's another... There's the terrace you haven't been out to. And there is a room to the down where the lopper died. Yeah, that's where I thought I saw something. And then there's obviously the uh, bell tower where Air Bear triggered the trap, but well, or not trap, but you know, rickety. It's st- crumbling. Yeah. Presumably, I mean, like you would know that there were more steps up. So. Yeah. Well, let's go to the the room by the, the lopper. Let's do that. Yes. Okay. Uh, you try the door. It's locked. Oh. All right. Backing up, letting um, Matumba take the lead here. Cracks, knuckles, begins disable device check. Okay, that is going to be a 34. 34, yep. You, uh, you open the door and see a bunch of beds here, eight bunk beds to be precise, uh, that occupy this common sleeping room. It's windowed, look out over the, uh, or it's windows over here, uh, look out over the abbey. Uh, there is a crate in here. Is this where guard friends sleep? Uh, you think maybe if they had been sleeping, they would have been in here. <laughs> All right. Um, detect magic around and check out that crate. Uh, you detect magic on the crate. <gasps> Eight auras. Eight? Whoa. See, one, the crate itself does not appear magical. One for each person. Let's bust them. Are they magic symbols? All right. Is the crate locked? Let's try and pop it open. The crate doesn't look locked. All right. If you need me to roll a trap finding check, I will. Doesn't matter what I roll. I'm going to try and open it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it isn't trapped. Okay. The, uh, the room was locked, presumably to keep it somewhat secure. But there are eight vials with a red blood-like uh, uh, blood-like potion in them. The elixir? Or the, like, whatever it's called, the, like, addictive drug? The blood brew elixir? Yes. Um, you could certainly... I, I think Matube would just know, having seen a dose of it. It does look to be the same. So, yeah, you, you have some blood brew elixir should you decide to take it. Looks like it was in a crate, maybe ready for shipment. Mm. And Griffin, can you remind me what it does to non-vampires? Absolutely, Brooks. It uh, to non-vampires. Um, so, two vampires they get uh, some temporary hit points. One d ten plus three temporary hit points for one hour. Uh, to non-vampires, they still get those temporary hit points. However, they take a minus two penalty on saves against 
energy drain and negative energy effects, including channeled negative energy. It's not addictive to living creatures. Uh, so essentially you get a D10 plus three temporary hit points for an hour at the expense of being a little bit more vulnerable to negative energy. All right. Hmm. I don't see risk on this. No, not at all. <laughs> no. We won't come across that. Low risk, high reward. 1d10 plus 3 temporary hit points. Pretty good. Uh, I well, don't know. That's like... Watch as Eclipse just switch on over to negative energy. Like, it's a positive for her. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah, you get that for what? A whole minute per day? A whole minute. Mm-hmm. And one per okay. day. All right. Well, if there's one of these per person, Eclipse is going to go ahead and take her share and... Uh, Put that in her pocket. Bear Bear will take one. Yeah, I think I think you would also note that like the the vampires aren't mm-hmm. vampires. That's so, what I was about to ask. So like maybe they might feel a little tinge of like dependency on it, but it's not going to be like with a vampire where they're like addicted to it. Uh, they don't have a different effect than a living creature would have to this. Uh, Quinley, what what do you think about this? Do you think uh we try it? Well, uh, I don't do drugs, um, but <laughs> I mean, if if you were gonna do it, um, maybe uh, I I I give it a, a try, you know. All right, yeah. If you're super uncomfortable, maybe I'll I can also have your share too. If if you uh, are super uncomfortable or something, unless you want to try it, you can try. Hey, I, li- I like to experiment. I'll do it. <laughs> I, I don't do drugs, but I like to experiment, so I'll do drugs. But because you asked me. If you're me. doing drugs, I'll do drugs. It seems like uh, this Quinley uh, has not been the party animal. I don't do drugs, Rune, but do you want one of my clove cigarettes? <laughs> okay. So uh, all that's left is the terrace. That is unexplored on this floor. Well, uh, yo, these are a thousand gold each. The uh, if you can get somebody to buy them. No, I know. It's just uh, I didn't realize how expensive they would be. This sell like, them at Lost What an expensive <laughs> habit to have. I think their price is a factor of their rarity. That makes sense. Mm. Can the rope of climbing uh, reach the the tower? the steps uh i mean you could climb the steps of the bell tower is that what you're talking about the steps are still climbable it's like the center of the room that collapsed oh okay upstairs was there anything else upstairs other than the bell you don't know i mean you only made it to the the floor above this and then everything collapsed here here are my thoughts on the matter okay let's peek out on the terrace real quick I'm not expecting anything there, but let's just check it out. And then I do think we should check out this bell tower. Them spiders are always in the ceiling. Maybe this hag has a thing for going up. Okay. Yeah, she's going to go up on you. You better watch out. Hey, Ooh. I won't say no. Um, go up in the bell tower rather than getting brain in the library. Yeah, she's the bell tower of the ball. Anus hag, you know what I'm saying? Um, so <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to run out to the terrace. Okay, you're just going to run outside. We are uh, going to go out on the terrace, correct? Yes. Um, Are the doors locked? No. It's your urgency. I just decided to open them for you. Well, I have a little bit less urgency because I feel as though we covered a lot of ground very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I'm uh, on the bell tower. So you, you see that, <laughs> that a layer of soil covers this outdoor terrace, teeming with small flowering trees and shrubs. A stone table with twin benches sits by the eastern balcony next to a small herb garden. Oh, nice. Herbs. Detect magic, then perception. Uh, detecting magic, you do not detect magic. Go ahead and make a perception. Sure thing. That's pretty good. 36 for Rune's perception. Mm-hmm. 33 30. for Uska. 30 for Eclipse. This is, this is, this is legit. 50. 50, nice. Ooh. Uh, 28 perception, plus four inspo die, 18 off the d20. Wow. Uh, 25 rare bear. Well, uh, everybody notices. Uh, you, you needed half of that. Okay. Um, but everybody notices as you walk out in this tree over here, there is uh, one of those spider swarms, and it quickly... Um, Upon being noticed, just kind of climbs over the wall. Um, this is where I wish we had an alchemist just like throw bombs. One hundred percent, yes. Huck a bomb. Do you want to see where it, it went from here? No, I probably scampered it. off like the rest of them do. Ziat. Like I, I, it's yeah. Yeah, it keeps disappearing into cracks and crevices and around corners and shit. I mean, if you if you want to like if Air Bear wanted to like run over and look and like peek his head over, you could attempt to follow it. You know. Why not? Okay, so Airbear kind of like runs over here. It's like, it's kind of like a crenellated um, edge. So with the part that's, the part that's cut out of the kind of, you know, like a crenellated tower has like the, it's it's like your traditional classic uh, castle wall. Yep. And so the part that's like dipped down, Airbear can see over and he kind of leans and looks. You you follow, watch the uh, spider swarm crawl down the wall and it appears to um, almost dig into the foundation here if you had to guess it's going down into the basement okay the spiders they look like they went down into the basement or foundation level so that is where we might find the uh, this Usi. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense based on um, also the creepy stuff that you described before. Now, I would allow a nature or a craft alchemy check. On these plants? Yeah, there's a ton of herbs up here. Yeah. Is that the same DC or different information or what have you? Because those are pretty vastly different bonuses for me. Uh, the... I'd say the, the nature might tell you what they are. The alchemy would probably tell you how they're used. All right, I'm going to start with nature. Another fantastic roll there. That is going to be a 41. Yeah, most of the herbs in this garden are not native to Ustalov. Ooh. Um, seems that they're picked from similar climates across Galarian so that they could propagate here, but um, several of these are quite rare. Uh, rare plants from all over the world, not just local. See if I can figure out their use. Uh, not bad at all things considered. 29 for a craft alchemy. Yeah. With the rarity of these, you know almost all of these would be used for uh, either potions or poisons. You think 
harvesting them, they'd be worth around 8,000 gold to the right buyer. I mean, you'd have to harvest, like, the the and, lot. But. Yeah, you'd have to harvest the lot correctly and probably not smush them. Yeah. <laughs> Once we have defeated all our foes here, we should return and pillage this place. <laughs> Make quite a bit of coin. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good pillage. Herbs are light. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tell me else. Back that carriage up here. We're going to load it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to bring the pickup. Um, another notable thing is that uh, if you didn't want to sell them, you think that um, just with the variety and selection here, and the fact that in the other room you have a potion of or a uh, cauldron of brewing, mm-hmm. you could create five potions of third level or lower. Oh, okay. Without having to have the craft potion feat. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, if we get affected with something that we need a very specific potion for or something, maybe this is a good place to come back to. Yeah, or if you just wanted, like, hey, we need a potion of fly. Right, like we, right. We want a potion of invisibility or something, you know. Again, it's like normal potions, not like alchemist potions. So right. level three is as high as a non-alchemist can make a potion without, like, some bullshittery. Yeah. Okay. For the sake of completeness, would you all like to venture up into the bell tower? Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? And, um, I know it's not the time yet, but, uh, eventually I want to ring the bell. The stairs... I have no issue with that. ...might be <laughs> a, a slight bit, uh, unstable, so, uh, watch your step. Uh, didn't you already take out all the unstableness, or, or no? Well... I went up to that point, but above there might be more. Um, so I am currently by the entrance of the stairs. Is there, like, Griff, are you going to take us up? Like, how do we- Yeah, I can, I can take you guys up if you cluster up over here. I'm say, I don't know how to actually get up now that I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having trouble moving the air elemental through small doors. Uh, you don't have to, well, I guess you can bring the air elemental f- with you, but. I can move them quickly. Yeah. Thank you. Can he just go outside and fly up? Yeah, he could certainly <laughs> do that. He could go from the terrace to the top if you wanted him to. He just meets us up there like, what's up, guys? <laughs> okay, so you ascend the stairs. I think I grabbed all of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can see that square there. Uh, that is where the weakened floor is. Okay. Uh, where where Air Bear caused the cave-in. Makes sense. But you can see there's still enough room, a path around to get to the next set of stairs. And so you climb that. And? It's a room of gold. (laughs) Silver and gold. And you find yourselves up in In the bell bell tower. uh, At the top of it, uh, with the bell. Does the bell look intact? Uh, The bell does look intact. Is it magic? Can you detect magic? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we could detect magic. I could also detect some psychic significance. Oh, I don't think it's you know going to be I'll, any. I'll circle through the alignments, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the bell appears to be magic. Oh. Tsumbe, you get an aura of good oh. on the bell. Hmm. Um, is that a joke or is that actually true? No, it's not a joke. Huh. This is this is a oh. bell in, a, in what was a... A holy place to Iomade. Oh, naturally, sure. Okay. Very cool. 
So what would happen if we rung the bell? Uh, you can make a spellcraft. Yes. Yes, I can. I'm surprised I will auto aid this. After figuring out that it was magical. Uska also aids. Nice. Uska won't do that because it's also good. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, I'm bad with it. So I have two aids? Yes. Correct. That's a 46. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, with a 46, um, you know that the bell is magically enchanted to um, to ring louder than even its size would indicate. Um, now, you've, I believe you guys have like made a history check on this place before a little bit. Uh, but you would know that, like, the bells of the Abbey of St. Lemirin could be heard, like, easily in Caliphas. Um, you also know that the bell, although rarely, was rung in times where the Abbey needed to be protected. Upon hearing the bell, anyone of good alignment that is within the Abbey uh, receives the effects of heroism. Oh, oh man! Yeah. How long does that last? Is it just while the bell's going? It is caster level twentieth. Oh. So, uh, what happens? Two hundred minutes. Creatures? Anything bad? Any negatives? Uh, not that your spellcraft um, picked up. Just that there's, just that like if you ring the bell, everything's gonna hear it, uh, and that good aligned creatures um, benefit from a heroism, which. Uh, I don't think as many of you. I think it might just be Uska. Uska would get that bonus, yeah. It used to be Air Bear, but mm-hmm. when he died, his alignment shifted. I double check Quinley. He is chaotic neutral. Yeah, Rune's true neutral. I believe the uh, the air elemental is also true neutral. Elementals are generally true neutral. Um. So overall, if we want to ring this spell, um, that would be fine. It's going to be super, super loud, and only those with a very good heart would get any sort of good feelings and benefits from this. Um, I don't think that fits hmm, basically any of us, so... <laughs> I know nobody here who applies, so we best to move on, I think. I mean, it would alert everybody to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a mighty fine blessing from it. I think I could benefit from it, but if it's that loud, I don't know if it's worth it. They already know we're here, but do we want to make them mad? That could be the very last thing that we do before we face off. That could be uh, just right Mm -hmm. before type of thing. Wait a second. Markarth! He speaks in Orin. Are your invisible stalker friends good? They're good at what they do, but not good aligned, I'm afraid. They're not good at heart. Unfortunate to hear. Then no, I think we have virtually no benefit from ringing this bell. (laughs) (laughs) Zip, that sounds pretty good to me. There's no one here. Do you want to make me a perception check? Yeah. I guess Uska's not unlike her mom, really. Your adventures have really brought you all down. I, d- I mean, I don't think I really started with that great of a heart to begin with. Um, Rune's going to have a 27 and Eclipse is going to have a 
also a 27. Let's see if I got 48. 32. These, these die are wow. rolling so hot tonight. So we should call it early. Can't wait till we get in combat. <laughs> yeah, let's call it early, guys. <laughs> 14 forever. Really, oh. really roll the two. You find a cutout in the floor here, right beneath the bell. And you have trap sense. I see where this is going. Um, this appears to be a vault, some kind of some kind of locked trap door underneath here. Absolutely oh. did not mm-hmm. see that. I thought if we rang the bell, it would collapse or something to trap good people. In okay. Ooh. Um, if you want to make me a, you, you certainly you you can tell this is not only locked but trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can roll a disabled device if you want to. Um, I would say you could roll a disabled device to figure out more about the trap, or you could roll a disabled device to just try and disable it. So does the bell have, like, a rope all the way down? Or no? It does, yeah. And then the trap door is just, like, next to that rope? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you could see, like, on the other floor, there was that little hole. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, the, the pulley was. Gotcha. Because, it, it, like, if worse comes to worse, we could do the, like, movie thing where you grab onto the rope... <laughs> And, uh, you know, chaotically ring the bell while also, like, falling down the rope. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Uh, All right. I'm, like, Zora right, back of Notre Dame. I would like to learn more about the trap first. Okay. Uh, give <laughs> Good me a plan. disable device. Okay. Uh, that will be a 26. Uh, with a 26, you're kind of looking at the seams, looking at the mechanism. You realize that this trap is disabled by ringing the bell. Oh. Oh. Trixie. However, the trap is um, is magical in nature. Um, it appears to be a symbol of pain. Oh, that's not a great one. So, like, an attempt to maybe cripple those that um, that are trying to, like, break into this. Mm-hmm. So if we ring the bell, this thing will open up. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm hearing. Yep. Or, okay. or again, you could disable device it to not ring the bell. Yeah. And risk the symbol of pain. Mm-hmm. I will. I will pull the group. I have some experience diffusing traps. It appears to me, if we ring this bell, it is proving our virtue, and this vault will open to us. However, we can try and bypass that and risk the trap springing. I would be curious your thoughts. I'm willing to try it. We have already been through one fight today. There's no time for extra healing. So that, I think, is too risky. Uh, I mean, I think there's time for healing, right? Oh, wait. Well, I mean, the poison, but we don't really know much about that. They already know that we're here. It's not really a surprise anymore. If we ring the bell, does that really harm us in any way? Other than giving a small boon to those who are pure of heart? <laughs> Interesting you would say that, of all people. <laughs> I think we need to take all the benefits we can get. The old age is coming through from <laughs> mother. <laughs> I'm wise, but I'm quite young still. And you, like looking at her, she is very youthful. Like her hair is almost 
glowing. Her teeth are bright white. She is the embodiment of like youth and life. Yeah, I think we should just go ahead and ring that bell. Uh, what's it going to really hurt? Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, we should just <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> I see how it is now. <laughs> that was a great idea. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> I don't care who rings this bell. I don't think well, it matters at that point. Maybe it should be someone pure of heart. Maybe. I mean, Uska can can ring it. I feel like that's the based off of what we know that's the least risky. Yeah, honestly, um, I am more afraid than ever of ringing that bell, so, you know, pure of heart, uh, go ahead. I don't mind. This'll just bring us extra luck. And Uska will go up and pull the rope to ring the bell. And whether it actually helps or not, Eclipse is also going to cover your ears just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Uska, you ring the bell, you feel a a sense of kind of bravery and assuredness wash over you as you receive the benefits of heroism, and the vault opens. Hey, now that it's like pass, what was the disabled device, DC? 35. Oh, that's not a gimme. Okay. I got about a 50% chance to hit that. Mm -hmm. That was purely for my own curiosity. What's in this vault? Two things. You find a longbow and a long sword. And the long sword has the symbol of Iomide on the hilt. But that bow. The bow has the symbol not of Iomide, but of like a sun, kind of right at the apex of where it would be drawn. Both appear to be magical. Uh, it seems the bow might have been used um, if someone were all the way up here to fight off those advancing on the um, on the abbey. We get some barking dogs. Give them a second. Um, Can I spellcraft the bow? <laughs> Auto aid. 29. I rolled a four. The bow is a plus two flaming bow of endless ammunition. <gasps> so I currently have a plus two flaming bow, but it doesn't Upgrade. have endless ammunition. Mm. Mm. And Air Bear just has a plus one longbow. <laughs> Air Bear, who uses bows all the time. <laughs> you know. Air Bear is just going to be OP if he gets a, he gets that bow. He's unstoppable, he except for will saves. But those never come up. Name? So, hmm? Does it have a special name? It does not. Oh. What about the sword? Auto aid. 34. Okay. The sword is a... Also a plus two. It is a plus two holy flaming burst longsword. Oh, that's a, that's a fine blade. Anyone that's proficient in melee weapons. I mean, holy and, uh, and flaming burst pretty... Uh, I don't think I can use holy. Pretty good. You can't. Right. Anyone that's non-evil can. I'm pretty positive that Air Bear would lose all of his bonuses uh, if he wasn't using an exotic. They're the Wakazashis. You'd, you'd lose a ton of bonuses because you have the um, whatever that property is that, that does your dex to damage. Oh, yeah, you're right. That too. That, that's why you, yeah, you lose a ton of stuff from that. I think 
oh, man, we could throw it at Quinley. Oh my! I mean, shit. Yeah, you yeah. could. He's got a. I mean, his dex is way better than his strengths, but his strengths are fourteen. Like, yeah, yeah, that's something. Let Let me throw it. I'll tell you what, no one else is going to use this. I don't think, at least for this point. Let me throw yeah. it on the sheet and see how it plays mechanically, and if it makes sense, maybe that's the call. For sure. For sure. And yeah, Uska's not proficient, and her. Her build is focused around using her star knife, so mm-hmm. can't lose that one. Did I catch everything, Griffin? Plus two flaming burst, holy longsword. Yes. Okay. I'll play around. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's just a huge damage upgrade for him because it's like an extra 3d6 on every attack. Exactly. His to hit might dip a little bit, but I think it might be worth it because, I mean, his damage is just dog crap right now. Is that because it's not a um, light weapon? Right. We we can move on. I, I can play with this. Like, don't have to wait on my behalf. Sure. Uh, that's all you find up here. And uh, who's wielding the bow? I was planning on it. I need to look at some stuff because it did make, like, that I was planning to do, I guess, kind of later. But it does make my two hit and damage lower. Runes, correct? It's a plus two versus a plus three then, or? No, I, I, so I have a plus two and the thing that's different is I have an adaptive composite Uh, and this is not. So I'm, but I have endless ammunition. It's, I don't know. Well, if it does change your mind, any, when Quinley, like you kind of like hand the sword over to him, everybody kind of shrugs their shoulders as, um, as they don't really, you know, use that kind of weapon. Quinley grabs the Iomidean sword and immediately feels the effects of that heroism as well. <gasps> oh, nice. okay. I think he's going to do it. I can also get rid of the Belt of Mighty Con plus four in exchange heroism. for this giant strength this plus might be two. A little hit to my con, but that'll help my ability to hit and stuff. Heroism. All right, I, I looked... Uh, more closely, my damage only goes down by two points. I think it's worth it for the ammunition. My two hit doesn't actually change. Well, then wielding the Iomidean bow, you also feel the effects of heroism. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. And as you descend back down the stairs, you hear like a, a rush of air, and Ten Call uh, greets you as you hit the bottom. We made it back. Well, some of us. That's not good. We went down the stairs in the in the mess hall. When we reached the bottom, there were um, shut doors to our left. We opened them. It was a storeroom, and there was a glowing cavern in front of us. We uh, peeked in. And there were uh, some sort of nagas there, three of them. They didn't notice us. We headed south from there. Uh, there were many torches. There was a, a statue down there and two sets of doors to the east. We entered there through one of the sets of doors quietly. And there were several, four of them. Uh, strong-looking wood golems milling about. Uh, when we exited that room, well, 
it was this eerie green light. We thought it best to avoid it for the moment. So we continued south. Now it looks like to the south was the other set of stairs to the mess hall. So there are two from the mess hall that, that go down. And the other set of stairs was here. Uh, there was a room to the east held nothing very important. And um, when we headed south, there was a large stone sarcophagus. Uh, looked like lived in somehow. And then there was a secret passage. And we followed that and it went straight up to the winery. But there was another tunnel in that secret passage that went east or went west. When we opened that, we found a large chapel. We didn't stay around to investigate it too much, but there was a hulking man in bright, shining armor. But he looked off. When we approached, he didn't seem to notice us, but he had fangs. You could tell he was some kind of vampire. Yet, it was strange. He had the holy symbols of Iomide on him. What? He seemed to be guarding a small Mwangi girl. Mm. There was only really one place to go after that. So we went back to the center room and followed the green glow. And there was a pentagram on the floor about 20 feet wide, standing inside it. We could barely make out the conversation. There was a man appeared to be made of blood. He had two katanas by his side. Something he was speaking to. He was speaking to a another vampire, I'm sure of it, in in fancy clothing. They were talking about a group called the Night Harrows. Apparently this man was a member. This man made of blood. But more disturbing than that, as we waited and listened, a woman from the shadows, another vampire, a witch, terrifying, more terrifying than, than Hedna. It must be her sister, Asia, but she's changed. She's a full vampire now, and much stronger than her sister. And she said, welcome, mother, as the spiders, they came together in the center of the room into this hulking figure that looked right at the four of us. It, it knew we were there and pointed us out and so did the rest. Only two of us managed to escape. I worry for my brothers that are trapped down there. They are dead or possibly worse. Uthi is down there and she knows. She knows we're here. She's been watching. We're boned. And they're all together now. They've gathered together. And they're in that room. All except for the man in armor. All except for the man in... With the Iomide icon iconography and, and the young girl. Everyone else waits. They wait for you. They sent me up to tell you. They let me go. I know it. I know they let me go. I fear for you. I can't go back down there. The group of the four of them in that room is the most powerful group of people I've ever seen. He, like, you can't see him, but he turns to Mark Harth. 
If you're going to help these people, they will need your strength down there. I fear for all of you. And I need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Boy. I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.